Hey, hey, friends. Welcome to episode three of Self-Care with Mare. That is who I am. I am Meredith. I am here to help you on your way to becoming your healthiest and happiest self. This is episode number three, sort of a part two of episode number two, but we're going to expand and change it a little bit. So episode two, the drama of trauma. If you listened to that already, if you didn't, pause right now and go back, give yourself a good 14 minutes and listen to what I said in episode two. Episode three, I want to talk about what do you do once you realize, learn, unravel the fact that you have childhood trauma. Do you know? Because I don't know. And what I did might not be right for you, but what I did when I learned I had childhood trauma was I talked about it. It took me a long time to build up the cojones to talk about it. Like, a long time. In passing, randomly, I would ask my husband a question or two about what he would think if this happened or how he would deal with something like, you know, if, you know, I touched a girl before in an inappropriate way when I was a kid, and he would say, oh, wow, okay, um, well, it happened, and you you were a kid, and, you know, that's just what happened. And I'd be like, oh, okay. So he didn't judge me, so I was like, okay score one for the non-judgment category and telling him a tiny bit about what happened. So I would leave it and I wouldn't talk about it anymore. I would get my fill of quote unquote talking about it. And then one night I remember laying in bed. I was in my son's bed because everybody else was in everybody else's bed and that was only bed open. I laid in there for like an hour, hour and a half. And I couldn't stop thinking about it. And I was like, if I don't tell somebody about what happened to me when I was a kid, I'm going to explode. So I got my handy dandy iPhone out and I opened up the notes app and I just pressed the record button and I started talking out loud, all the things that were in my brain around what happened to me being molested as a kid. And it was, I don't even know, 5,000 words. It was long. It was like almost an hour of just going. And I honestly don't even know if it recorded the whole thing, but just the act of me removing those words, those thoughts from my body was so freeing. Oh my gosh. When I was done, I took a big deep breath and I was like, oh, that's all I had to do. Okay. I'm good. I don't need to talk about it anymore. I talked about it to myself. It's in there. If I want to get a therapist one day, maybe I'll talk to her or him about it. And yep, chip, chop, chip. Wash my hands of it. Dot, dot, dot. A few weeks later, I'm like, it's bubbling back up to the surface. I'm like, why won't this thing just die? Why won't these feelings and these thoughts go away? Well, come to find out, you need to do this thing called healing, processing the emotions, processing the events, like one event at a time. And there was a lot of them for me. So with that knowledge, I was like, oh, okay, well, that's not what I thought. Um, so I shoved it back down. And then I, from what I said earlier, last episode, uh, my family lives really far away. And so being close to my parents, I was like, if I'm going to talk about it with anybody, I want to talk about it with my mom and dad first. Um, I had talked about it with my husband a little bit, but not really in depth. I was like, they're the one, they were, you know, they're my parents. They were with me, obviously, when it was happening, but didn't have any idea because I didn't tell anybody because I was a really good mask wearer. I wore that mask like a professional and didn't tell anybody or talk about it. So when I 
decided to talk about it for the first time, I was like, I'm going to tell my parents first. So my dad, tiny little backstory, had a heart attack suddenly when he was 54. My twins were like not even a, a year yet. And my oldest son and I jumped on the very next plane and went to Connecticut. <clears throat> Luckily, excuse me, he's okay. He survives. He's doing great. And, um, and that was a couple years ago. But fast forward to last April, or maybe March it was, they thought they found something on EKG that was abnormal. So they would have to go in with a camera through his vein and look into his heart. Vein? Artery? Ugh. Somebody might correct me on that. I forget. It was like the catheter, the cath lab had to do it. Anyway, he had to be put under. They had to go back in and see what was going on with his heart. So I was like, I'm not missing that. I'm flying home. So I got on the next flight, flew back to Connecticut, and it was just me. Just me without my kids. My husband was just me. My brother and sister lived close by, so they were there too. But I was staying alone with my parents at their house, and it was so nice. And so after my dad's procedure and everything ended up being fine, it was like a false positive. Thank God he's fine. I was like, all right, this is my time. I went upstairs and I worked out for a little while and then I was like, all right, I'm going to tell my parents. I'm just going to get it out off my chest and tell them. So I did. You guys, it was like, I don't even know the words to describe it to. It was so difficult to just get the words to come out of my mouth to talk to my parents about what had happened to me about being molested as a kid. It was so difficult. My parents were like, do you have cancer? What is it? Just say it. Say the words. They're like, sounds like two words, you know, <laughs> like charade. And I'm like, uh, ee, ooh, uh, just crying hysterically. Anyway, obviously, sorry if there's background noise, you guys, my dog's being nuts. She does not want to be ignored right now. Um, she is a needy little mama's girl and I love her. Anyway, so I told my parents and they both reacted differently and they both were very, you know, taken aback and, and sad and, and afraid for me and like just so many emotions, a super emotion, emotional day. But what I'm telling you, I'm telling you this because that step that I took was so effing hard, but it was the first step in the right direction towards my getting it out of my system, getting the words out of my body starting to the tiniest little bit of healing that I could do. That was amazing. Just having them sit and listen and feel my emotion and feel what I was feeling and and understand and hear what I'm saying was massive, you guys. So what I want you guys to take away from this, if you have sort of anything that's sub, you know, under the surface, that's down deep in that ball of yarn that you're trying to unravel that comes up, that is a childhood trauma. That is a very traumatic experience that you thought you didn't experience. Maybe you made it up. Maybe it was a dream. Whatever you want to tell yourself, it most likely did happen to you. You have to get the strength, confidence, courage to just say the words out of your body, to just talk about it. That is the first step to getting over the drama of your childhood trauma. Now, I say get over in air quotes because... It's going to be really difficult to get over, Um, and I don't know if you ever will actually quote-unquote get over it, but you will be able to talk about it like I am without breaking down. Uh, This is probably one of the first handful of times I've talked about it without getting emotional. Yes, it's hard for me to say the words, I was molested, and I was part of this weird molestation ring as a kid, 
but I can talk about it now without getting emotional. And for me personally, that's huge because just the thought of it a year ago, I was crying. Just thinking about what happened to me as a kid, I was crying. The shame, the guilt, the just horrendous feelings I felt about it. I created this whole massive movie in my mind of what would have happened if I told somebody how they would have taken it, all those things. So just talk about it. Find a therapist that works for you. Talk to your significant other or your partner. Talk to your family. Journal about it. That is something that is huge. When I did did finally decide to get a therapist, when we worked and walked through this slash these events, one of her biggest pieces of advice was write a letter to these people. And I was like, what? I don't want to do that. <laughs> and so she was like, no, no, just do it. She's like, we'll, we'll, we'll read it out loud next week. So the next week comes and our session starts. And she's like, okay, let's read it. And I was like, I didn't write it. She was like, well, what do you mean you didn't write it? And I said to her, I didn't write the letter because I don't know how to. I don't know what to say without being so angry. And like, there's just the venom that was coming out of me, just seething, thinking about what happened and what, what was done to me and what I allowed to be done. And like the shame and the anger, I just had such deep emotions that I was like, I can't write a letter. It's just going to be full of fuck you. And how could you, and you, you know, all this stuff. And so she's like, all right. She like, let me get it out of my system. And she was like, but I want you to write a letter. (sighs) I was like, lady, get off my back. <laughs> I was like, fine, 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 fine. All right, all right, all right. I was like, but I'm not giving it to them. I'm not sending it to them. I don't know where they live. I don't know, whatever. I don't know. I'm just going to write it and like burn it in the backyard. <sighs> so I wrote it. And then I read it out loud to her at the next session. And it was hard. But you know what's so magical about the hard parts is that once you finish, once I read that last word, it magically lifted a little bit of weight. It took one of those rocks out of that sack that I carry around in my backpack. Like, it just became a little bit easier for me. And so, that's what happened. I kept that letter, I think, or did I burn it in the bonfire in the backyard? I don't remember what I did with it. Anyway, I did that. And then I talked about it with my mom and I talked about it with my husband and I talked to, hey, I wrote this letter. I don't think, maybe I did. I don't think I read it to them. But either way, talking about it starts to heal it. That wound is probably never going to go away. At least the scar won't, but it will become a little bit easier for you to talk about when you talk about it. It's not overnight. It's just like for in the fitness world. It's just like working out. You're not going to lose your 20 pounds next week. You're not going to gain, you know, you know, 10 pounds or sorry, I'm not going to gain 25 pounds in your bench press next week. Like it has to take time to build up that muscle. Most of what we do in our life is muscle memory. Oh man, my dog is being nuts today. I got to give her some attention after this. (laughs) So build up that muscle memory of talking about what's hard. Walking through the shit to get to the other side of that rainbow is what will bring you relief. I promise you it will bring you joy. It's going to be hard and just know that and be okay with the fact that it's going to be difficult. If you can swallow that, excuse me, wow, and you can understand that it's going to be hard 
it will allow you just a little bit more to be able to work through it, to be able to walk through it. I hope that makes sense for you guys. So what to do when you realize you have a little bit of childhood trauma. You might have a lot of it. It might not even be childhood. It might be teenage. It might be in your early 20s. Whatever it or that event or events is to you, don't let it keep you in the dark. I lived in the dark because my shame was bigger than I was. I allowed the shame monster to keep me in that dark closet for 30 fucking years. 30 years, you guys. Three fucking decades of my 38 years of existence, I let the shame and the guilt monsters keep me in the corner of that dark closet because they said, if you talk about it, you're going to be shamed. If you talk about it, people are going to think you're gross. If you talk about it, you're going to be outcast. If, 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 if I lived in fear for so long that now just this past calendar year, literally last April, this past year is the first time I've said, fuck you fear. I'm going to do me. I'm going to do what I know is going to be hard as fuck, but it needs to be done. And if I don't, then you win. And how dare you win? You're not real. Shame, fear, guilt. You are not real. It's a story in my head that was implanted in me a long, long time ago by myself, by society, by things being talked about in school. That if I talked about my childhood trauma, if I talked about being molested, then it would be shameful. Then I would be an outcast. And you know what? Nothing could be farther from the truth. Seriously, you guys. The fact that I've been talking about it more openly and as openly as I am right now, I'm putting it on podcasts. This is going to go everywhere. Um, Hopefully. And hopefully you share with your friends and hopefully this helps someone, many people, as many people as I can guide through a process like coming to terms with the fact that you might have been sexually assaulted as a kid. Maybe you air quotes play doctor with your cousin um, and that led to some weird shit. Um, you know, whatever it is, somebody in your family, a neighbor touched you inappropriately, whatever happened to you, know, number one, it is not your fault. You were a kid. Number two, deep breathe through the pain of it and talk about it. The act of casting those words out of your body gets that weight off your shoulders, takes one of those rocks out of the backpack that you wear. The shame veil will lift if you just talk about it, you guys. I promise. So let's do that. Let's talk about it. Let's be bigger. Let's talk about the hard shit until it's not hard anymore. I'm going to need a cocktail after that one. So guys, again, any of the background noise was my puppy girl, my girl Callie. She's being really needy, so I'm going to go. But thank you guys for tuning in to episode three. I really love and really appreciate you. If you feel like this is going to help somebody else, help your brother, your friend, your sister, your cousin, whoever it is, share this with them. Leave me a review if you can. This podcast, if I could talk, it's only going to grow if you guys help me grow it. So I love you. I appreciate you. And I thank you. Go be happy. Go be healthy. Do you. Peace out.